Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and on behalf of my co-host Chrissy Dunham and myself, let me just say thank you for joining us today. The Wonder Podcast is for you, whether you're a man, a woman, young, older, married, single. Our mission is to encourage you and get you focused back on the wonders of our great God. Psalm 136 says, to him who alone does great wonders, and to him alone do we dedicate this episode and every episode. So whether you're in the car or on your way to work, at home watching a little one, washing dishes or binge listening on a road trip, which we've heard many of you do, we say thank you. And we pray you enjoy this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. Lisa and I are going to jump right in today because we are so excited about the guest that the Lord has provided to us. It's a lifetime, longtime friend of Lisa and I, and uh, she's an amazing woman of God, a woman of many talents. She sings, she dances, she does it all, right, Lisa? That's right. Well, she's not only beautiful on the outside, but she's beautiful on the inside. And we have watched her. We were friends with her when she was in the Dallas area. And then we watched her make a move and see all that God was doing there. And then she came back to Texas. And we've just been watching her life and ministry over the last few years. And uh, Chrissy and I were both like, we need to have Holly Newton on the podcast to tell us everything that's been going on and to share with us what God is doing um, in her life. So welcome to the Wonder Podcast, Holly. Thank you. So excited to be on with you guys and catch up here. Yeah, we are too. So tell us what the last few years have looked like for you and your family. Tell us about you, your family, and then what the last few years have looked like for you. Okay, wow. Well, the last few years have been more unexpected and busier than I ever dreamed on this side of raising children and launching them into the world. Shortly after we left the Dallas area, um, my husband's profession took us to Nashville, which was not on our radar. We were settling in Austin, thinking it would be the rest of our lives, you know, forever and ever, amen, and just settle down into something really quiet. <laughs> um, but we went to Nashville. Uh, Nashville was definitely an obedience to the Lord. Um, we prayed through it a lot and we surrendered a lot of our own visions of what, you know, the second half of life would look like for us. And it was really the beginning of me really realizing how much my life is not my own. Um, I thought I understood that, but this took me to the next level. So we were in Nashville a few years and then we felt like the Lord was calling us back to Texas, which I'm gonna, these are really, this is a really high level of what's been going on in the last several years. So we came back to Texas, to the Austin area. And again, it was another full circle moment, full surrender, Lord, okay, we're gonna trust you. And our timeline kept moving up and up and up closer to what we thought, because you know, you try to make a shift back and you think it's gonna take a while and then all of a sudden it accelerated back here. It was all great things. We loved our time in Nashville. The Lord really, really blessed us and um, we made some really amazing relationships and friendships in the community. Um, there was a lot of questions like, why, why are we doing this? But we just knew there was something um, that the Lord wanted for us. Again, surrender to his purposes, plans, don't understand them. Um, you only get little pieces as you go. So a month after we came back, we, um, our daughter was pregnant and 
we were barely on the ground and found out that she was facing a really hard diagnosis with the pregnancy with the baby. And it's something you think will never happen to you. Uh, you know, I think in our North Dallas days, like raising our children, you're just in the throes of parenting and um, you just don't think something happens like this, you know, to your family, if you've never faced um, a, a really hard unknown circumstance, especially with a child. Um, but she uh, and her husband found out that their baby probably wouldn't live. Uh, they probably, he probably wouldn't be born. And they, they began this process. I mean, they always knew that they were going to birth the baby, but they ended up having to choose a city to go have him in, to give him his best shot. It was just a lot. So that was our um, late 2018. And then Amos, um, she went through the full pregnancy. He was born and he lived um, and he lived five months. Uh, he, he went to heaven last year on September 24th. So <clears throat> here we are after Amos and we'll dig into this, but at a high level, the whole time, um, since we were back in Austin, you know, we got the diagnosis and then it was a bunch of unknowns for the future. And I thank the Lord that he was setting us up and preparing us, you know, that he accelerated our timeline when we didn't understand why it was accelerated. Our whole world has been mobile. Our, our careers, our businesses are all mobile. So we were blessed to have been able to be very flexible and be present for our family and um, a, a lot of families don't get to do that whenever they have to fly somewhere to birth a baby um, to help them live. Can I just stop you right there? Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's a question that I think we would all ask if we were sitting down at a table and having a cup of coffee and we're getting caught up with you. Lisa and I, mm -hmm. uh, between us, have 10 grandchildren and they are the loves of our lives yeah. and we drop everything. Uh, when they need us, and we're very involved in their lives. I have no idea. I can't even fathom, cannot imagine uh, what I would, how I would react. I think I know, but you don't know until something like that happens. It's not on anybody's radar. You don't ever think of a child dying. What got you through that? I mean, we're approaching a year anniversary, so it's a very tender time coming up for your daughter and your family. Um, what, what scriptures, what songs, like what in the world got you through that time? I know you're a singer, you're a writer, you, you write beautifully, you sing beautifully, you always have the right things to say. That's why I love to follow you. Uh, the Lord has blessed you in that way. But as you walk this journey, how, what, what got you through it? Well, what got me through it was knowing who my God is. And I don't say that flippantly or cliche. We've seen the Lord bring us through a lot of things in our lives that were unexpected. But this by far, you know, had the potential to be the most crushing thing. And so I like to say now on the other side of all of this and how we've seen God. Um, and I, I did say this when we found out about Amos, that we have to decide what we're going to believe about God, no matter what, no matter what the days come. And my daughter is amazing. Y'all know Annalise. She 
she said it best first. He deserves my best faith, mom. He deserves my best faith. And that that's initially, you know, that was the beginning. It was, okay, we are going to stand on who we know God is. He is faithful. We do believe he is a healer. We do believe he can still heal. We do believe he can do miracles. We do believe that he can do something even before he, Amos is born. We do believe he can live a full life despite all of the odds that were against him. It was a very rare disease, nothing like this in our entire family. So we had no perspective or reference point, you know, for what Amos was facing. So that was it. Number one, guys, I do love to sing and, and worship leading has always been a super passion of mine. I mean, now I find myself expressing myself through writing and writing books and, and devotionals, but we're all worshipers, but there is something about worship for me that that's my war room. Um, I, I know that worship is a weapon. So I, Bethel's um, album last year, it came out in 2019, Raise a Hallelujah. That was, that was our Amos album. That was our Amos album um, from top to bottom, uh, declaring, you know, things we know about God over him. And I raise a hallelujah, you know, in the presence of my enemy. In Nashville, I prayed over a baby that was actually very, very ill. And he literally shifted from passing to coming back to life. And so I had that seed planted in me that if God did that, then I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop warring for Amos because either way, I knew that God would win. We would see healing here or we would see the ultimate healing. And I'm not going to tell you, you know, I'd be lying if I said there were, that we never cried. We never got, felt crushed, but we knew we weren't crushed. And there were a, a few nights at first where I went to my closet and I cried a long time, you know, but the thing is God didn't let me stay there in that grief. Like you have to get up and, and keep trusting him that the story's not over. And so I think, Chrissy, that was the beginning of, you know, our journey. And it was just kind of a preset, like, this is how we're going to walk through. You had, had to make a determination in your faith. And God was very, very near there. He, he was near in a way that I can't explain. I've never felt him, you know, and, and this is my part of the story. Our daughter and her husband have their part of the story, but it's all intertwined because we've been, we were there front and center, but you know, it was her son and you, you don't expect, honestly, you don't expect to watch a child have to say goodbye to a child in that way. But every one of us will stand and say that we have seen more of God, the glory of God and, and the supernatural peace. And we have felt heaven on earth, like, um, in a way like no other. Holly, I know that from that came, um, your family manifesto. Yeah. And um, I, I love this. Do you mind sharing that with us? No, I don't mind. It's funny. I, I sent it to you. I was like, who wrote that? I was like, oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> because the morning they were taking, um, the morning that she was going to birth Amos, I got up really early. And, um, you know, there were, we were facing so many unknowns. And I was like, Lord, what do I believe? What do we believe about you? What do we collectively believe? And I wrote it and I, and I put it out there on my socials and in my blog because I wanted people to know that no matter what on the other side, this is what we believed. See, if he would have been born and all been perfectly healthy, I couldn't have given this testimony, right? And so I wanted people to know, like, this is how we're going to stand. 
Yeah, so it was based off Luke 137, the scripture for nothing is impossible with God. And what I wrote was, we believe God can and does still perform miracles. We believe he is sovereign. He is for us, not against us. He is the creator of life. We believe he's good and that every... Uh, and that there is purpose in our affliction and trials. Though he doesn't cause them, he also doesn't waste them. Amen. I love that. I love that. And I, I, I see how your journey has helped you get where you are today. And I know that when you were in Nashville, uh, you, a, a ministry was birthed, right? Tell right. us a little bit about that now. Yeah, so Exhale Women is a ministry I have that was birthed in 2016. Um, it was birthed out of a, a burden uh, that the Lord gave me, looking around, seeing how women were so tired, um, comparing, striving, not, not just in my area, but I think it was an enlightening. And women just happen to, happen to be my lane. Like, this is for anyone, you know, this is for men, women, any child of God. But I was just really burdened because I remember a time in my life where I looked really happy on the outside, but I was really hurting on the inside. And I think the Lord had sensitized my heart to that, especially as we went to Nashville and it was like a whole new season, like everything I had done in the past, the worship leading, everything I was known for, nobody knew me. Um, so it was like a clean slate and it was like, okay, God, what do you have for me now? And so I spent the first 12 or 14 months were really quiet, you know, and you guys know how busy we were raising our kids. And it, it was so opposite of most of my life and to be in a place where I was unknown and didn't know anybody to really connect heart to heart with. So the, the first 12 months were, I call it a wilderness season, um, but I have learned to love the wilderness season on this side, but the Lord really spoke to me really tenderly. He showed me things. And then uh, just showed me how to look at the one across the table from me, not the multitudes in a congregation or at a conference, but just just to look at the one and and see what he had to say. And so I started spending a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with people that he would put in my path. Eventually, um, there was there was a group of about 18 or so that would come to my house on Saturday mornings. So we would just open the word, just get in the word. It it was a really special time uh, just to go through like real time what God was doing in a study format, but also just in a really organic format. And there were women from across the city. Uh, there wasn't any big structure to it, which was weird for me coming from, you know, structure <laughs> and programs, but it was, uh, it was really freeing just to move with the spirit and see what God was wanting to do. So after about a year and a half, I really felt like, I mean, the Lord did give me this and I, I feel like it was so clear the word exhale that uh, to make space for women to come to rest and receive exhale and just reconnect and recharge. Uh, so I planned a retreat. It was not on a church website, <laughs> uh, which felt weird again, <laughs> but it was so, so cool to see how God brought women with gifts. And what it did was it opened up space for women to use their gifts that they were super passionate about and create this environment, this uh, retreat. So that began Exhale. And then after that, it, it, we had, I think like 42 women the first time. And then the second, I think we reached like 300 and we were 
opening space for the next year, which would have been 2018. And, and the Lord told me in January of that year, pause. And so it's like, all right, we're going to pause because I had learned, I had learned by that point that, you know, I could do a lot of things, but if it's not the Lord moving in it, then it was just another event. And there's nothing wrong with events, but I knew I couldn't do that on my own strength. And it was something that, you know, the Lord breathed on. And that's what made it so special was it was just so organic and like he formed it and we just went with what he said. So 2018, we paused that. Uh, and then as I shared at the top, um, we got here and received the diagnosis about Amos. And I, you know, I, I knew, I was like, okay, this is why now I understand why he said pause. So it took me, uh, you know, I could have forced things and kept running with things, but I knew that wasn't what I was supposed to do. So we just did what we needed to do for family. We did what we needed to do with business. And it wasn't until um, after Amos went to be with Jesus that I felt the Lord start to speak to me again about the things that I paused and which ones to pick back up. And Exhale Women was uh, one that reemerged. So it, that's been an interesting thing because planning event in 2020, isn't that yep. funny? <laughs> <laughs> Had no idea. But uh, Exhale Women is something that reemerged. And I won't go into all the details, but God has even been in every single detail of this. My, the first venue I signed with in January, I started getting this feeling like, I don't know that that one's right. So I unwound from that one and sure enough, COVID came, but in the process, um, a beautiful partnership has come with my local church. So it is actually at one of our main campuses here in Austin, which we're allowed to do because of guidelines. Otherwise we, we couldn't have gone through with it. And so exhale women is a, a space online where we write devotionals. There's a blog. Um, it also encompasses an annual gathering. So this is the first Texas gathering. And uh, I'm really, really excited about that. And there are some exciting things to announce that are coming in the future for January. I just can't say it yet, but I'm excited at the direction that the Lord is taking it to be more intentional about human connection. That's so exciting. And I can't wait to see uh, what the future holds. Can you announce when the XL event is? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's November 14th, um, this year, 2020. Uh, registrations open. We do expect it to fill up. It is filling up quickly. We have some great sponsors and um, we are maintaining social distance according to the guidelines for Austin. But the great news is, is it, it's a big space and we also have a lot of beautiful uh, like five acres outdoors that we can flow into. So we're actually going to be able to gather. But it's November 14th and registration's open now. It's, um, it's a day. It's a day long. We're not doing a two-day event this year, but um, we have, we already have some Dallas girls signed up. So awesome. some of them that, you know, <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah, that's it's great. We're excited. It's great to see that God has moved you into another area and given you a, an old assignment with a new location. So okay. I love that about him and how he works in our life. Tell us 
what else is going on with Holly Newton besides Excel? Is there anything else? I know at one point I saw that you might be a part of our government system in the Austin area. I didn't know if that was still a potential or I just kept seeing these little tidbits of different things. And I thought, that's my girl. She's <laughs> just following what the Lord tells her to do. So what else is in the future for you? Yeah, that is true. Well, you know, becoming more aware of how we can impact government from a kingdom mindset, being here in the Capitol was definitely a journey the Lord has had me on, uh, that I was on full force. And I actually um, began running for office for state representative last year. So that, that was a big deal. It was also very, very enlightening and has, um, God has given me some relationships you know, straight in the heart of Texas, uh, where I know how to serve and pray into. I will say when Amos's diagnosis um, continued to not improve, I did decide to not continue to run. Um, it just couldn't be done. I couldn't do 24-7 that full-on effectively and be there with my family and that was where I was supposed to be was with my family. But again, God doesn't waste anything. And, and that was never my idea either, but um, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but anyway, I do, you know, it's, it's really neat to know that there are people that are serving, they're serving God in those spaces. So another thing that reemerged for me was um, I've been writing since probably about a year after we went to Nashville. And so song, you guys know me from music, like songwriting and worship, that, that was very comfortable for me. Writing and this other stuff was not, if I can be really candid, um, writing, writing and speaking were two things I was told from a young age that I cannot do. So I already had that preset in my head. And that was another unwinding that the Lord did in the quiet in the unknown and the not being known um, was how I can express myself through writing and, you know, lead people to his truth. So a girl that went to Nashville without a dream <laughs> went, <laughs> came back out writing <laughs> and with the ministry, the two things you don't go to Nashville to try to do, you know, anyway, I'll say now, one of the things that have reemerged is uh, I do have a book coming out. I have a series of devotional books coming out that I, I had an agent and, and I had deals. And, and again, in 2018, I knew God was doing something new. It made so much sense to press through, but I, I knew that would be like in my own strength. And a very wise person told me what you build in your own strength, you have to sustain in your own strength. But what God builds, he sustains. Amen. And I just want to be a part of what God builds. So uh, November 9th, the first of a series of devotionals will be released into the Yay! world. Excited, and I'm going to keep on doing that. I love it. Good for you, Holly. That's amazing. And I, I love Chrissy and I are both empty nesters and I know you are too. And so we're not done yet, are we? We're no. not done. We're not done. I, I know. I think you know, raising our kids when they were in high school and junior high, I thought, man, when I reach 50, I'm going to be so old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's going to be the end. What am I going to do? <laughs> and I really do feel like life's just beginning in so many ways. It's a joy. Amen. Grandchildren and I, you know, still feel like I have the energy I did when I was 30. 
So the second are. half of life is the best. And um, we are right there with you, girl. We're, we're, um, we're, we're excited about what God has. So we've got just a, a couple minutes left. And I just want, I've heard you say several times, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, what does that look like in your life for a woman who's listening or a man who's listening to this today and thinking, well, God talks to her more than he talks to me. What is, what is God talking to you look like in your own life as we, as we close today? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think God is all, I know God is always speaking. It's a matter of, do we have the ears to hear? Um, I have learned to hear, learning to hear the voice of God is a discipline. Getting in the word is so important. Not, not the blogs, not the, even this awesome podcast, but getting in the word and training your ears to hear the Lord, asking him to speak. And he, it's just, it's amazing. Like, I can't even give you a formula, except for I know that he, like, he is close. He is always speaking, but it's a matter of our ears turn, tuned, are our eyes set on him? Do our hearts want to hear from him? And when we position ourselves like that, he's going to speak. That's right. And you're going to hear him. And it, it looks to me different than it did 10 years ago because I've, I've leaned in more and every day I lean in more every day I wake up I'm asking the Lord what's more of you today don't let me limit you to what yesterday looked like or to what I think tomorrow should look like because I've learned that it's his plans like we make plans but he orders our steps and I, I can trace his sovereign hand you know across our lives across our lives and we really are not crushed for what has happened uh, we are better. We are closer to heaven. Our our hearts are more set on eternal things. And I don't mean that cliche. I don't mean that boring. It's actually the most exciting life because when you, when you tune your ears and when you go through the discipline of just being present and letting God speak to you, I mean, it's just, there's nothing like it. That's right. That's right. I know um, each one of us on this podcast has um, a, very important person in heaven. Lisa and I's dads are there and you have a grandson there and I know there's others there. And uh, when those losses happen, you automatically get closer to heaven and you can't wait to get there, not just because of your loved one, obviously because of Jesus, yeah. but he becomes real. It's the only way I know yeah. to say it. It becomes more evident in your faith. Holly, yeah. thank you so much for being with us today. We are watching you. We know the Lord has his hand on your life, and we can't wait to see what he does with you next. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. It's been awesome talking to you. <laughs>